Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 21 minutes after 10, this is a Late Night Conversations. My name is Patricia Ntuli. Let us welcome our A-team guest, Mr. Basil Manuel, who is the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa's Executive Director. Basil, thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure to be with you. Well, I'm also very grateful that you always are open to discuss uh, these issues with us. Now, we are aware that uh, the new academic year for 2021 has already been announced by the Basic Education Minister, Angie Mutsecha, saying that the 25th of January 2021 will be the first day of schools reopening. However, it seems that a lot of uh, educators and unions, including Ineptosa, are quite worried that, you know, there could possibly be a second wave of the COVID-19 uh, outbreak next year. Talk to us about this, Basil. Patricia, I think that uh, the entire country should be worried. Our scientists are telling us that we need to be cautious, particularly given the fact that um, as South Africans, we are a social nation. And of course, we are expecting that a lot of people are going to let their hair down over the festive season. And tragically, that may have a negative impact. If we just look at what happened in Cape Town in the past week, where more than 60 uh, people uh, were infected after uh, attending a club, of those, uh, 35 of them were meticulous. That, if that is an indication, then uh, we could be in for a rough ride. Now, we are desperately worried about the impact that could have on the beginning of the academic year. And, of course, on our uh, learners, our senior pupils in particular, and, of course, our teachers who will also be out there. So um, it's not just worry. It is desperate concern because we do know just how people behave during uh, the festive season every year, let alone after there's been a major lockdown. Mm. We are talking A-teamers to Basil Manuel, who's the Neptosis Executive Director, and uh, we are looking at a possibility of a second wave coming in um, in the new academic year in 2021, and uh, this is obviously causing concern for teachers, and we as South Africans, as Basil has put it, should all be concerned. I'd like to hear from you as an A-teamer if you think there are ways that we can get around this, or if you feel that we have seen the end of uh, the the COVID-19 and don't believe there will be a second wave. The number to dial is 0891-104-207, alternatively on 011-714-2006. You can also SMS on 41391 and WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Now, Basil, in a statement that was um, uh, taken out, you are quoted to saying that, you know, uh, the department must not be caught off guard when the second wave hits the country. And you are also quoted further to say that um, there must be a contingency plan by the department to manage the education system during the second wave. Could you perhaps tell us what this contingency plan should be entailing? Patricia, a couple of things. At first, we are saying, let us not plan as though life is going to return to normal. So we need to be looking at the curriculum and and, and the statement, the context of the statement was in the context of our planning around the curriculum and also whether we will be be able to do the full catch-up that we are planning for. In that, we must remember that the various scenarios need to play themselves out. And one of those 
has to be the what-ifs in terms of an outbreak, in terms of sporadic closures of some schools, etc. We are in a bit of a lull, but in this lull that we see now, we can see how behaviors are changing in schools, how impatience is setting in, how our learners are simply beginning to ignore some of those vital things like social distancing, particularly as they immediately step out of the school premises. We see schools getting impatient, where schools are asking, can we not bring all our learners back? Because the, um, the, the, the approach we're having of a 50% uh, attendance is really uh, punishing because so much has to be done and prepared for the learners when they are not at school. And these are normal things. They're not abnormal. They'll happen anywhere in the world. However, left just on their own, without uh, sense prevailing, we could see things go wrong. And this is what we are saying to the department. Let's not plan in a vacuum. We've got to plan and think about every possibility there. When COVID first hit, we didn't have time to plan. This time around, it would be unforgivable if we, in fact, did not look at the possible uh, scenarios that, that, that could play themselves out, particularly because our scientists are saying to us, think about this. If it doesn't happen, but what if it does? Mm. And, you know, I remember one A-teamer called in uh, to make mention that at a school that is close to her home, she notices that young people who are a high school going young people um, don't wear masks after school or before school. So when they're outside of the school premises, which is right opposite her home, she notices that they don't even uh, adhere to social distancing. And, you know, they'll, they'll just be hanging around and talking and all that stuff. Do you feel that there's a role that parents and society society at large need to play in educating young people because it can't just be left up to the government and also the teachers to ensure that students are adherent to, to social distancing rules within the school premises and outside. Absolutely. Patricia, you know, we've all been youngsters, you, myself, and so many other millions, and we were invincible. And that is exactly how youngsters are today. They feel they are invincible. These things don't happen to the young. They happen to the old. Uh, the young don't die. The, the old only die. And this is what life has been like since time immemorial. But we, of course, know that that is not true. And that invincibility gets tested to the dizzy limit. And hence, uh, as teachers, as schools, as government, but very vitally as parents, if we don't intervene and bring a measure of sense, we may steer into a disaster. The youngsters that in Cape Town that went to the club and uh, were having a good time before the great exam begins, they were invincible a few days ago or thought they were. And now today, 30 plus have, have the uh, infection. And this is what we are trying to prevent. We can't stop people from living. People have to live. We can't stop people from getting along with their lives. They have to. But the safety precautions must remain. If not, we are causing disaster. And this is all we are saying. Uh, let's be careful. Everybody has a responsibility. But as the education department, ours is doubled because these very youngsters are going to return to school. And the parents expect that we will be assisting in keeping them safe. But, of course, 
the parents have to play their part as well. Now, we do know that in every new academic year, there's a new group of learners that come in to the schooling system, and uh, that is that of the grade ones. For parents who have their children going to grade one next year in 2021, um, with the uncertainty of this COVID-19 pandemic and also a potential outbreak, what would you say they should bear in mind and start inculcating in their young ones before the academic year starts? You know, when I go to a shopping center and I see little ones with their parents, uh, pre-grade one kids, comfortably walking with masks, I marvel. And, of course, we've got to encourage that type of behavior. There there are some plus factors. Just yesterday, Professor Mahdi was was, uh, saying again, they don't know for sure why children are so, so, so far less infectious and infected than adults are. But it's a fact throughout the world. So that that helps to calm us down a little. And And I say again to parents, the best place for children is in school. However... Let's teach our children. The world has changed forever. We, we, we can't constantly be referring to the new norm. But let's make it a better norm. Better health practices from the very outset. We've seen in schools, and, and, and this is the marvelous thing, our children now wash hands as a matter of course. No longer do we have to remind them. And that is the type of thing that we have to inculcate in our children when they are at home. So those little things which seem insignificant are vital. And if we don't do them from the very beginning with grade R's and grade 1's, it starts a battle later. So let's not let up, even when the, the, the kids are very young. But parents cannot be afraid of the kids, their kids going to school. We don't know if this will last two, three, four years. But what we do know is that life goes on, but we must just ensure that we are doing our utmost in terms of the health protocols. Let me go to Anonymous, who's an A-teamer on the line. Anonymous, uh, good evening. Good evening to you. Uh, Thank you for acknowledging my story the last time. I listened to you talk about it. (laughs) And uh, mostly the children are from Indwetua, Canelins, and... uh, and, uh, uh, What's this? And Indwetua, Canelins, and New Glasgow. Uh, most of the children, they take the board, the taxi or board, you know, um, from there, and they walk past because the taxi is far away from my place of residence. And then they have to walk past my place to get to the Brindahaven school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in some occasions, the, the th- uh, grannies are looking after the, uh, the children. And the grannies mm-hmm. are old now, and they're hyperactive, and the children are so <laughs> hyperactive. Uh, you know, and the grannies are like old. They can't monitor these children because of their age. Because most of the, sometimes their parents are deceased or sometimes they're divorced. And then the grannies look after the children. And some of the children don't have parents. So, and some of the children's parents are employed, are working. They don't see their children the whole day because they come late from work and they got their chores to worry about. So they, they, don't, they forget about their children's life. Mm. So I don't know how we're going to overcome all these problems because people have to work to put food on the table. Mm. You know, so I don't know how we all can help these children because the children that go past, you know, sometimes they've got a don't get a damn attitude. Sometimes if you advise them properly, they say what's it to you and all that stories. 
Anonymous, thank you so very thank much. And it's good to know that uh, there are community members who are actually concerned genuinely about our young people. Now, Basil, before you comment on Anonymous's um, um, uh, comments, um, I've got a WhatsApp here. It says, it has been noticed that more and more learners are wearing the single-layer neck gutter as masks. These are open weave stretch fabric and don't meet the basic two-layer standard. Surely the health department should make clear announcement on this. And these are not proven to be safely effective against COVID. So here are, are you know, some observations from A-teamers. Patricia, let me start with the latter. Uh, yes, it's our concern too, and we see it even in, in the streets and in the supermarkets, uh, because some of these are, are fashionable coverings. However, we still advocate exactly what the Department of Health has said in terms of, of the three-layered masks. And the ones that the schools certainly have been supplying, that the uh, Education Department has supplied, are uh, the, the correct ones. However, we also understand that these things get finished, uh, the constant washing, they get worn, and there isn't a regular supply. However, we've got to stick to the, the, the protocols in terms of the minimum standards, and I want to agree with, with your uh, correspondent there. Insofar as the observation is concerned from, from your lady caller, yes, of course. Um, there are many, many older parents, uh, grandparents, etc., that are looking after children. And they, we know, are at greater danger. However, uh, it is a very, very difficult one because it is not only the grandparents, but the, t- the, the, the children as well as their parents who need to get involved. Um, there is no easy fix. We are in a country like the rest of the world where everybody has to work. Nobody can afford to sit at home. And unfortunately, parents will never know what their children are doing behind their backs. Mm. Thank you so very much uh, for joining us, Basil. And I think it's very important for all of us to be aware of this potential second outbreak and to also be cautious even as we go into the festive season. Thank you very much. Good night. That was uh, Basil Manuel, who is uh, the um, um, executive director for Naptosa, and we were speaking about a potential second outbreak for COVID-19. Let us be aware. Let us not um, relax. Yes, we have managed to flatten the curve, but I'm sure there's still more that we can do. Continue wearing those masks, using those sanitizers, washing your hands for no less than uh, 20 seconds with water and soap, and keeping that social distance. Teach your churn the same as well, so that we are all in the clear of this COVID-19 pandemic that has got scientists working day and night and, you know, we still don't have a vaccine or a resolution to it. So let's keep safe, South Africa. Let me remind you that uh, shortly we'll be talking about workplace wellness and zooming in on the issue of mental health. After that, Zolega Kotashi will come in at 11 o'clock with the news bulletin and then we get into the closet conversations. Let me remind you the number to dial to interact with me and the guests that we have on the A-team. It's uh, 011-714-2006 alternatively on 891 you can also sms on 41391 sms's are charged at 150 or whatsapp 0614-104-107